Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Vast Horizon, Season 3, Episode 7. Incoming. Yes, Gran? Captain, we have received an incoming transmission from the Sunlight with a communication code of Admiral Lau. It is addressed to you and Captain Park. Send it here as well and begin playback. Yes, sir. Beginning playback. Captain Sapporn of the OTV Walton and Captain Park of the OTV Bifrost now Simek. This is Admiral Lau of the Technocracy Forces Slipline Fleet. Given the information and messages received, I determined that all reports and evidence were to be forwarded on to the Council for immediate discussion and review. The Council has mandated a strong and expedited response. Please prepare the Semek for expanded command and hold all non-emergency fleet evacuations over the Slipline. The Armada is underway. Put out the halt command immediately. Yes, Captain. Tron, get back up to the command. Those conflicting reports are settled. The armada is coming. Give slipline priority to all incoming armada vessels. After final arrival of the first wave, we can discuss the continued evacuation. Yes, sir. This clarifies many of the issues we've encountered. I will return to command shortly. Gran, did you hear that? Yes, sir. Inform the crew of the incoming armada. I will stay aboard the Simek until further orders are given by Admiral Lau. Please direct all priority communications to this device and remain in command on the Wave 1. I would have advised the same, Captain. Captain, our exterior Wave 4 has received an incoming transmission. An ex-Hilarchy team-class vessel requesting docking. Please wait a moment, Captain. The vessel is attempting to connect a visual feed. An ex-Hilarchy team vessel. We encountered a larger Exilarchy vessel several days ago. Their Kenpen noted they had lost touch with a tin vessel in the area. We said we'd keep an eye out for it. Sending over common video relay, Captain. We have it. Trenrin translation applied. Beginning now. Request docking permission. The tin is not capable of sustained flight. We are in danger. I am seeing an feed stone in on the GDIV cannot My support pilot has died. I have Sergeant Lawrence of the OTV Walton on board. I have no supplies for a human. See visuals for confirmation. That's him. That's Lawrence. Is he alive? Can I speak with the tin? We can try, Captain Sarpon, but we've not received any indication that an incoming communication will be received. We're not sure how the signal is even reaching us, as it appears the tin is still slightly within the heliosphere. But I'll try, Captain. Trenrin translator ready. Open now. This is Captain Sarpon. Proceed with emergency docking to the Simek. Vessel is set to intercept. Give us an update on the status of Sergeant Lawrence. I have visual confirmation of technocracy vessels. Please respond. I have Sergeant Lawrence of the OTV 
individuals, and it requires medical assistance that I cannot provide. The tent cannot maintain continued high-speed flight. We require assistance. I request docking permissions. Get the medical team ready. Bring us to an intercept path with the tent and open the docking bay doors. Even if it cannot receive incoming confirmation, an open door would hopefully seem like an open invitation. It's not getting through. Grant, direct the Wave 4 to guide the tin to the intercept path. Yes, Captain. The appearance of Sergeant Lawrence... Means the tin was on the Walton with Dr. Eck. If Sergeant Lawrence is alive, he may have interacted with the same being that Sun Sinon spoke of. Let's make sure he's alive first. Perhaps even the Tinan has some experience with the entity. Wave 4 scans confirm that the small communications array on the tin is damaged. The tin has begun to follow the Wave 4 to the intercept. Be sure our ship stays outside the heliosphere. Let me dock. Any moment may pass in which the tin may decompress. Flash the Wave 4's exterior lights four times. In violet. Specifically violet, not another shade. We can tell. Bright as you can. It is an exilarchy indicator for addressing masses of vessels to follow a lead. Understood. Done. Wave 4 reports the tin has fallen back to a safe following distance and has stopped attempts to align with their talk. Thank you, Tron. Of course, Captain. It won't be long. The tin hull integrity appears adequate and it should hold up long enough to reach us. We'll be ready. What's that? The audio cues indicate that the OTV Walton has reached the orbit of the local planet's moon. We are now approximately 400,000 kilometers from the planet's surface and closing. Would you like to view the planet? I can direct the feed to the in-cabin display, though the view from the command deck would be far superior. How long have they been gone? Lawrence and the pilot. The tin departed the Walton eight hours ago. Given the acceleration and maximum velocity of a tin-class vessel, it is possible that the tin has made contact with the Bifrost Auxiliary Fleet. Would you like to view the planet? Yes. I'll go to the command deck. Valera, I believe it would please you to know that some of the earliest seeds processed in the planet-side germination lab have sprouted. They have been moved to the first hall of hydroponic cells. More seeds will be moved as they reach the minimum mass and gestational requirements. Are there no mature plants already available? There are. I will gladly show you the mature gardens and labs upon your arrival. What did you want to show me? In your home. I can't see any of the land, only clouds. The Walton is currently able to view the northern polar region. The denser cloud cover in the stratosphere and metasphere, not dissimilar to those events, is the result of my influence. The cloud cover will clear up within the hour. Given the proximity of the technocracy vessels, I manipulated the atmospheric charge for additional concealment. These measures are no longer required, but will take time to disperse. It looks nice, like any other planet, I guess. To think I'll be the first person to see it, well, first of the technocracy and alliance. First human. I was never the kind of kid who wanted to be an explorer. Not in the grand Lacey She and the Forgotten Moons kind of way. The Lacey She 
entertainment franchise contains numerous inaccuracies and showcases dangerous behavior easily capable of causing death or harm in a non-fictional setting. Oh, I remember. But they were fun stories. The kind of fun that little kids love. Lacey may not teach them accurate chemistry or realistic expectations for how far a human 11-year-old can jump, but it taught positive values and the importance of understanding. We will need stories. Do you have any in mind? I will think on this further. For now, please look out the viewer. It reminds me a little of old Earth pictures, with more colors. I am proud of how far the planet has come since its earlier exploitation. Much of the ice cover near the poles has only returned in the last 200 years, one of the final markers of the planet's return to health. May I voice a concern to you, Nolira? You probably should. If something concerns you, I might find it terrifying. All advanced organic life, like the human or the trenin, or those I eliminated, have eventually become parasitic to their host planet. It led to the exodus from Earth, the Nunren rebellions and schism, and the elimination of this planet's original advanced inhabitants. They ate the planet from the inside, crawled across and spoiled its surface, poisoned its air, and tore it apart. How can I ensure it doesn't happen again? Impossible. I might see two generations, maybe three, but the people you want to create will be here for millennia. We consume. While there are solutions and sustainable practices that lessen and mitigate our impact on the environment, the truth is that if we're to produce something new, those resources come from somewhere. A home built from wood still takes down trees. A road made of mud still digs up a field. The technocracy has worked for hundreds of years on trying to close our consumption system, but we haven't. Not completely. So I don't have a solution. We've tried tactics for population control or enforced constraints on development, but we still slowly consume. There's a balance you have to determine between what we can take and what we can give. I can't find a way on my own. <sighs> but maybe you can. I don't know what to expect of you. Maybe everything. But there's no guarantee. That is unsettling. That's part of being alive. Pressurization has begun. You can enter as soon as the doors open. We know that the Tren and Arn is still alive, but they're still able to communicate and control the tin. As for the Sergeant, we've not been able to communicate with him. Though given the visuals we saw from the tin, Sergeant Lawrence didn't appear to be moving, and there appeared to be no outward signs of injury. It is possible he is dead. It's confusing to see a man from the Walton on a tin. Very. I have my worries. Please, Jan. Be careful with the tin on. Quickly now. Get that tin open now! And get the Trenin translator on! I'll get it. The arm looks well enough to wait until you remove the sergeant. Move clear the forward shield. from the Walton. Help him! Put the extraction brace on. Get him out of here. Carefully. Onto the gurney. Boonin, I'll address the arm. Please assist with the sergeant. Of course. Tell me. I got here as quickly as I could. I never saw him move. No movement. Non-reactive. 
Arn, you need to come with me. But, but tell me where you're taking him. I want to know if he was saved. He's going to medical. Sergeant Lawrence will be in another room near where we will take you for your medical intake and assessment. He has a pose. His breathing is very slow. He's alive! He never moved. I wasn't... I, I was unsure if he was breathing. Let's go. Call the elevator, set a Regan transfer IV line, and call up to repair the combo scanners. Wait. I want to know if he awakens. Give them time to treat him. We will follow soon. Tell me what happened. Tell us all, if you would be so kind. Tinarn, this is Captain Sarpon of the OTV Walton, and this is Captain Park of the OTV Simek, on which you are presently a guest. Welcome aboard. I am Tin Arn Fiendstonen of the GDIV Canon Tunan. Thank you for allowing me to dock. I am regretful at the state of Sergeant Lawrence, and would like to be kept informed as to his health. I will require assistance to reach the Canon Tunan. Well, I see no problems with this. I'll leave this in some part to Captain Sarpon. Given that we know little of the circumstances that led to his current condition, I'm sure you understand that we must be cautious. We are all very interested to hear about how Sergeant Lawrence ended up in your tin, Arnfine Stonin. Before we continue, though, Physician Jan Vin Skanyan? Jan Von Skanyan, Captain Sarpon. And I have not had time to scan her for injuries, though she appears fine. If you do not mind my presence, I can run the required scans while you discuss the matter. I do not doubt your professionalism, Jan von Skanyan. If it is fine with the Arn, I trust Leslie's judgment. This is fine. Then if you will all come with me, we have a medical room prepared. I was treated on board the Walton for my injuries. I am fine. It is still required, given the emergency docking and the state of the others in your... In the tin holes, there's a casket with the body of my support, Arn Jansen. He did not survive. The Canon Tunlin must be informed. That is Tron. I have to return to the command. Arn Fien, I will attempt to make contact with the Canon Tunlin and inform your kinpin of the current situation. Everett, I would be interested to know more once you've had time to speak with the Arn and your sergeant if he awakens. Of course. Thank you. This way to medical. Tell me if you suffer from any physical ailments or complaints. No. As I said, I was treated for my injuries while aboard the Walton. I am now fine. I will be required to inspect the Trenon corpse brought aboard on your tin. Jensen. His neck was broken when our ship suffered damage. I became unconscious, and, and the tin was brought aboard the Walton. I woke up in the medical center, and Sergeant Lawrence informed me as to Jensen's death. So you were conscious while aboard the Walton? Captain Sarpon, your vessel is lost to terrible things. The Angwe Finshan and some controlling voice. Lawrence told me it stole the vats, and when he attempted to stop it, it killed him. Killed him? He still had vitals when Dr. Shelley and the team removed him from the tin. It killed Lawrence on the Walton, and said it would bring him back if he was no longer aboard. So I took him to my tin, and we were permitted to launch. But he never woke up. I am not sure he tried. I never saw anything happen. Though, I do not think it would lie to the Angwei Finshan. Explain how you interacted with this thing that killed Lawrence, and how it interacted with Nolera. We need to know what it wants. 
It is surprising that you don't know, and worrisome. Lawrence knows more. He has to wake up. Please sit here and hold out your arm. Remain still. The interactions with the controlling voice, Anfine. Interactions? He was trying to stop the Walton, stop the thing in control. Lawrence called it Ally. He asked me to distract Angwin Finshan so that she would not attempt to stop him. Perhaps he knew he might die. No concussion or neurological damage on the scans. Take three large breaths. I don't understand why Nolira would want to stop him, if his intention was to save the embryonic vats in some way. <laughs> it aligns with what I thought of her. <sighs> but I confronted her to stop her from interfering with him. So now I regret it. She did not aim to stop the rescue of the vats. She just did not want Lawrence to die. She feared his actions against Ali would get him killed. And so it was. Explain in detail how it killed him, if he's even really dead or was dead. All scans clear. There is evidence of your recent healing, but you are currently fine. As I said. If I might take my leave, Captain Sarpon, I would like to go address the body brought on board. Jansen. Yes, Arnfine. Of course. Thank you. Sergeant Lawrence is in the other medical suite being attended to. Please, leave them be until Dr. Shelley gives you an update. Believe that they are certainly doing all they can to help him. Thank you. The death of Sergeant Lawrence. I do not know. I was confronting the Angwe Thin Shen. I was shocked. Breathing the air from the lungs of rot, it took too much not to harm her. But I did not. Lawrence stopped me, and so did it. Allie. But his death? I do not know. I was not there. The Angwen Finshai. She was so frightened for him, and we rushed down to the engine rooms. He was already dead when she found him. She... she grieved for him. So he was already dead when you reached him? But other than being dead, he must have some marks on him. No. He was neither struck nor burned. He was just empty. But when he was alive, he was kind and helpful, but anxious. Always so anxious. He was burdened with a fear of the thing. When I wanted to attack the Angwain Finshan, he feared more for me than for her. He was scared that Ali would do something to harm me in retaliation. The thing is very protective of her. Captain, Dr. Shelley would like to speak with you. Excuse me, Anfine. I want to know if he is alive. Nurse Unin. Gunnery Sergeant Lawrence is alive. Though not awake yet. Captain. Of course. Right in there. How is he? 
All scans indicate he is unharmed. We can find no evidence of brain or spinal damage. His blood oxygen was a little low, but nothing we would be overly concerned about. A normal variation seen in humans placed in Trenin native atmospheres, such as the gas mixture in the tin. When will he wake up? We don't know. We can find no reason for him to remain asleep. In fact, based on the neuroscans, it appears he is in late-stage non-REM sleep. Slow heartbeat, slow breathing, relaxed muscles, slower brain activity, with none of the spontaneous body twitches we would expect. Well, ability to be awoken. He's not responsive at all? His pupils react to light, but he is unreactive to temperature, touch, sound and pressure tests. We've not tried a chemical stimulant. At least not yet. What would you like us to do, sir? We need to speak with him about what happened aboard the Walton. We can't afford to lose more time, not with the Armada on the way. A safe stimulant, given that we don't know what's wrong, should take just under an hour. I'll contact you with any updates, sir. Should I tell the tin on? Yes, and thank you. I have to return to command and speak with Captain Park. Excuse me. Allie? Yes, Nalera. How exactly do you see me helping the emergence? I'm not interested in being a mother, certainly not to 44,000 children, and I wouldn't ever know how to raise a Trenin child, so what's my role? You will advise me. I have more than sufficient tools available to raise and care for the future members of our society. Your value is not in your physical labor. Just to advise, not teach. I have a very particular speciality. I certainly cannot teach a Trenin to speak Younggrin or Fingon. I'm not even physically capable of that. But perhaps Mandarin? <laughs> oh, I don't think that would go well. I do not understand. None of these issues need to be addressed for the start of the emergence. The society we create will not rely on the old ways. We will create a new way forward. The right way. A path built of the best solutions. <sighs> Though I have selected to keep the Alliance standard language, there are benefits to the earlier generations being able to communicate with you. Additionally, the works and acts of our new society will be understandable to the Alliance, if ever I determine to permit contact. Allie, we, human, Trenin as well, we cannot... How can we create a new culture? What about stories? We were just talking about Lacey She. How will they form into people? Real people with stories and jokes and favorite foods? Who they could have been within the Alliance is not the goal. The goal is to raise them to their full potential within the new structures, and to give them a true purpose. What about those who don't have potential? Nalira, everyone has potential. What about those who don't have the potential you are looking for? Everyone will find a purpose. You say that my influence and advice is valuable, but just my existence among the children will impact their learned culture. The way I speak. The food and drinks I enjoy. Everything I do is a product of my culture. Technocracy culture. Tianliang's culture. My family's culture. While I understand that this appears contradictory to you, your lifespan is too short to result in long-term cultural influence. Within five generations, I expect I will have been able to eliminate any negative cultural influence. I also believe you will not intentionally share negative or harmful traits with others. 
Now, we are approaching the atmosphere and have begun the approach. Please take a seat and prepare. We have so much to begin. We can try setting up a scanning system to tell us when they move out, just an automatic indicator. That will not allow us to stop them from doing so. No, but that's one of the fail-safe codes. That all the ships are not capable of being controlled by a central point. (laughs) Well, we know that's not true anymore. Not for whatever's out there. Find a way to target individual ships. There must be a solution. Grun? Captain, we recently moved the Wave 3 into a drift to assist a young and experienced pilot from the Bifrost fleet whose vessel is currently experiencing interface difficulties. He is having difficulty staying within our designated holding zones. At least we thought at the time. Communications with the pilot have shown him to be evasive to our inquiry. That is one of our tertiary science vessels. We're having difficulty stopping our empathetic nursery team from attempting to re-enter the solar system in hopes of retrieving the embryonic vats. The ship is rather small, but the leads from the genomics and gestational teams are insistent that they must return to the technocracy with the vats, even just the remains. It is unsafe for everyone in this slipline vicinity for any of the ships to pass back over into the heliosphere. This has been explained, but even some of our brightest genomicists keep thinking with their hearts instead of their expensive brains. <sighs> the ship is small enough, we will bring it in for docking if they continue to make attempts. Tron, please inform them that further attempts will result in their arrest for intentional disregard of command and crew endangerment. Sarpon, could you keep an eye on it with one of the waves? We will keep a scan open for its movement, but your fleet vastly outnumbers my few ships. Captains, new orders have come from the slip line. Prepare all military auxiliary vessels for docking with assigned vessels. Finalize preparations for the Simic command. They must be preparing for departure. I think they are a little bit past that point by now, Leslie. Slip line at full capacity. All incoming vessels ping as Alliance and Technocracy. Incoming transmission! It's the Admiral. Time is limited, Captain. Prepare for docking. Yes, Mom. Vast Horizon, Episode 27, Incoming. Written and created by K.A. Stats. Produced with sound design by Travis Vengroff. Mixed and mastered by Brandon Strader. With senior sound designer Dane Leonardson. And featuring executive producer Dennis Greenhill. Starring Siobhan Lumsden as Dr. Nolira Eck. Tanya Milojevic as Ali, A.R. Olivieri as Sergeant Lawrence, Tienye Skarkson as Arnfine Stonen, David Alt as Captain Sarpon, Lonnie Manella as Commander Gron, Daniel Demerin as Sunsanan Rune, L. Jeffrey Moore as Captain Park, David Devereaux as Auden Barrow, Su Ling Chan as Admiral Lau, Peter Joseph Lewis as Kenpen and Trun, and Benja Zaharlawa as Dr. Nyoto Jemison Mametya. Also featuring Lex Ellett, B. Apate, Dane Leonardson, Mandy Wong, Ali Smalley, and Lauren Clare. The title theme, Adrift, was written by Brandon Boone, arranged by Stephen Malin, and performed by the Budapest Scoring Choir. Translations were provided by Sophie Yang and Hannah Quirikia. This episode would not be possible without the support of our listeners on Patreon. Please consider supporting our show at patreon.com slash foolandscholar, or by sharing this show with a friend. This production is copyrighted 2021 by Fool and Scholar Productions, and Vast Horizon is a trademark of Caitlin Stats. Thank you for listening.
Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.